Welcome to Conversations with Coaches, where top executive coaches share the tools that shape their practice and then give them to you for free. This is a stakeholder-centered coaching production where we believe everyone deserves a stakeholder-centered leader. I'm Brandon Murgard, CEO and Master Coach, and I'll be your host as we go inside the coach's toolbox. The best part of this season is that you get to keep all the tools. We're giving each resource to our listeners for free as part of our mission to measurably improve leadership effectiveness around the world. You can download all the tools at mgscc.net forward slash coach dash toolbox. That's mgscc.net forward slash coach dash toolbox. And by the way, if you are a stakeholder centered coaching certified coach, you already have access to all of these tools inside of your coach portal. So get your tool today. Now, our guest today is returning from the last season. He's a master of language and a coach of coaches and a man who has carved his name in the global NLP community. Let me introduce you to our friend, Michael Beal. Now, you met him last season when he came on to talk about his journey becoming a coach. Michael is a certified stakeholder-centered coach, as well as being certified in team stakeholder-centered coaching. He is certified as an NLP coach and coach trainer by NLP co-founder Richard Bandler and is certified as an NLP coach and NLP new code practitioner by NLP co-founder John Grinder. He offers accredited NLP certification and his practitioner training is accredited by Richard Bandler who countersigns business NLP LTD's practitioner certifications. In his previous appearance in our show, Michael wowed us with his depth of knowledge and unique insights, and today he's back and ready to dive deeper into an excellent resource related to AI and coaching. Let's welcome our fantastic guest, Michael. Welcome back to the podcast. Great. Delighted to be here. You know, as we jump in, I want our guests to know that you and I have had this episode in mind, you know, where we talk about AI and how coaches can and should be using it to their advantages. And we came up with this long before we even filmed season one. Isn't that right? Absolutely correct. And I, just sorry, just, just add a bit there to do it, because really I've learned AI from working with clients. And what's really fascinated me, how some clients are naturally drawn to it and are just bringing it into what they do as a day job. So I think it's a fascinating subject and it's there's all sorts of arguments going around about it. But what I found interestingly is some people are just getting on and using it. Yeah, well, you know, your perspectives have shaped my perspective on AI. And, you know, truthfully, when people come to me and say, how do we use AI in coaching? You're one of the first people I say, go and talk to Michael Beal. He's here at the forefront. So let's, um, let's start with a brief catch up on your background as a coach uh, and the unique space you occupy in the field. And then we'll get right into the tool that, you know, I'm already confident is going to be a fan favorite. So Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. I will keep this as short as possible. Um, I tend to split my life into into three bits, which is the education thing, which I ended up with a chemistry degree. But I shall leave that because uh, my chemistry has a little bit uh, to be desired. But I then spent 30, 30 years, which sounds a long time, in big corporates, working through retail buying, marketing. And I ended up looking after strategy in a looking after strategy for a billion pound turnover division of British Telecom. 
So that was my sort of uh, business uh, business background. Luckily, BT was very good to me and they sent me on lots of NLP courses and they let me set up my NLP training company while I was still there. And that that gives me the transition to the last 15, 20 years of my life where I've been doing, I've been doing NLP tra- training and I've been doing coaching. And one thing I will add, because I'm, I'm the only one, Richard Bandler, the NLP co-founder, let's do this. I do one-on-one NLP training, certified NLP training around the world. Um, which is great because I said, as, as we know from the Marshall stuff, we learn the most from our clients. And it's, it's, it's just fascinating having the, the honor to work with people and explore what they're doing and how they get results. And even how they don't get results because it's knowing what people don't do wrong that lets them know what to do right. So that's, that, 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 that's sort of me. That's sort of me very briefly. But I do love the, um, the, the idea of AI is fascinating. Some people are going to love it. Some people are going to be, are going to absolutely dislike it, but it is going to change the world and how it changes the world is up to us. Oh, that's beautiful. And you know, you're, you're, given that you have straddled these, these three areas of life and progressed through them, I think that you have a unique perspective on both the field and AI's position in it. So um, let's open, let's have an opening salvo, a very broad leap into this. What are your general perspectives on AI and its future in business and in coaching? Okay, I think that's, I think that's such a great and powerful question. My view is that the way I frame this now with clients is that a small group of people that learn how to work really well together, and that includes all the martial stuff and use the right technologies, and AI is a way of learning how to use the right technologies, will produce far better results than a group of far larger people. And I think that this creates a huge opportunity and a huge challenge for many large companies now. Now, while, while saying that, because a lot of people won't want this sort of change and they'll fight it, and some people will will get on board with it. I think the message I'd like everybody to have is for those that sort of have their own positioning in this, coaches will be absolutely needed because there will be a lot of change around. And really, our job is to I look at our job is to facilitate change. So I think we can look at it as, as a um, an opportunity or a threat. But I think if we get if we develop the right mindset, the right tools, et cetera, et cetera then there is a really good opportunity for coaches. There's so much, so much wisdom in that and so much to unpack. So um, if I heard correct, a small group of individuals effectively using the right technologies, you're saying can go head to head with the big guys with a huge workforce, et cetera. And it's not just the technologies, though. It's things like they have to work together as a team. It's actually the human bit and the technology bit is getting people to work together as a team which means they have to be honest all this sort of stuff that happens to some extent in large companies but maybe not as much as needed so there's there's a fascinating dynamic going on of people learning to work together well to be honest to get whatever those words you put it to be honest to trust each other to genuinely work together for a direction and outcome and the use of technology together makes a group of people potentially hugely powerful in my view. And that's powerful as producing real world results. Wow. Okay. Clear my calendar. This is, this is incredible. So Michael, if I'm read, if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like not only is our usage of technology going to 
be of greater importance moving forward. But it also sounds like this is going to spur the need for coaching as well to ensure people are working together and these types of leadership habits are being established. Is that correct? Uh, that's that's absolutely correct. Because all, all, all of us as, as, as coaches know that companies are not working together, <laughs> that individual companies, some people are working very well, but some people are working... Well, some people are working to protect their jobs and do all the things you would expect them to do. But if you really want to work really efficiently, both the technology and the way people work together will need to change and and is changing. Okay, so as coaches, we should really be some of the early adopters and even advocates for for this new era of business that is leveraging AI, it sounds like. I don't think there's a cry. There's no doubt about it at all in my mind. Okay. well, tell me, what is it that you're seeing um, in with the application of AI as it relates to coaching. Okay, I'm going to give you I give give you a couple of examples. Firstly, I'm going to say, as far as coaches go, I think the the main application, curiously enough, of all things, is in marketing. I think the main application for using AI is actually in generating business, which is an issue and challenge most coaches have. In addition to that, as Marshall Goldsmith coaches, we know the value of feed forward. Well, in doing our feed forward rounds. AI is an excellent next person. So AI is somebody else to get feed forward for. Um, another thing for coaching is is an amplifier from our coaching skills because um, you can be with a client, you can maybe not quite know what to do, and you can ask AI and it will give you some ideas. And I'm quite happy to give you some real live examples of this. If you throw this into the future, then there's all sorts of interesting things um, that will happen. So let me just talk about a, f- a few of these things. One of the um, I, w- I was lucky enough as a, a professor of coaching in the Henley Business School, and he's uh, he asked me to write a chapter on how do you market a, um, a coaching business in the sort of in the in the new era. And what I really liked about that, it forces me to think about how you how you do market a coaching business in the in the new era. And I, again, I was lucky because there was a, um, a co-author who happened to coach um, Satella, the, the Microsoft CEO. He was his he was one of his one of the coaches of the innovation team in Microsoft. We both started with a blank sheet of paper and we came through things like the traditional stuff. You need your brand, you need your proposition. You then have to work out the technology stuff because you have to get good at certain technologies. It's a, it's a, it, it becomes a part of success. And then you have to do the, the normal stuff of everybody else. You have to have the right mindset and do the right action. So we sort of put it together. And this guy, J.D. Meyer, he said to me, Mike, look, we ought to be using this technology. So let's ask AI some questions. Let's say if, we, if we're if we a coach and we're doing this sort of service to this market, which are the, which are the marketing platforms, LinkedIn, et cetera, that we ought to use, which are the top marketing platforms. You then get a list out. You then say, oh, what's the next question to ask? How can I, if I'm, if I'm got this sort of proposition to this sort of market, how do I use this? platform for the best and it will come up with the 10 ways that you that you use the use the platforms and what's interesting about this because i sort of mostly use these platforms anyway so i've got i'm a reasonably good judge of whether it works or not the advice i was getting from ai was a lot better than a lot of the stuff you're getting from outside so i want to emphasize this point that AI can help you market, can help you market, which is a big challenge for many coaches. And it can help you and it can help you and it can help you coach. So this is an example of using AI to do research because it was giving us much, much better, uh, much, much better results than 
and much quicker than if I'd actually done the the, the, the the research myself. And it's and it's very practical, practical stuff. Moving on from that, as you know, in um, in with our coaching, we like this feed forward stuff. We ask a number of people. I want to get better at X. And we ask a number of people, what are the top three or, you know, one, two or three ways would I do if you were me, would we do to get better? Now, what I found quite fascinating after getting clients to ask a number of stakeholders that question, then to ask AI the same question. And it's really interesting because in many cases, AI gave a more useful answer than the stakeholders. Now, I have to be clear, asking stakeholders is about developing a relationship with them, which is a very different question. So... I, I love the idea of asking stakeholders questions. However, if we if we want the very best selection of answers and advice for a leader, asking AI as well almost puts the the custard on the cake. Whatever way you want to to put it, you actually get an additional answer for the leader to consider what they might do. So that's a, that's a, an example. Now it's interesting. One of the things we're going to mention briefly, but Marshall himself is going to be bringing out his own coaching bot in November, and he very kindly um, asked his bot some questions um, about how do you how do you delegate what's going to be the future of uh, AI and coaching. Um, and we'll talk about some of the answers because, again, it's very high-quality answers. It may not be the best, but it's better than 80% of the people you'd ask. So, I'm saying it adds to it adds to it adds to the feed forward thing. We don't we don't want to get rid of humans because there's a relationship side and there's an information there's an information side. But to add to our coaching, to also ask AI to the same question, so it can go into that same mix where the person we're coaching, the CEO, whoever that we're coaching, has another view, is tremendously useful. Mm. So in your in your experience, you're seeing leaders ask stakeholders for feed forward. They're getting uh, suggestions and then you can go to AI and do you ask the same question or do you drill down deeper into the feed forward you've received? Let's talk about it. Thank you. You just come up with a new application that I hadn't thought about. At this, at this stage, I'm asking the same question. But of course, what you're saying is absolutely right. And we'll come on to later because the real skill of AI is sort of not the theory, but it is about questioning skills. It's about coming up with a top level question. And then when you get the answer, ask you more refining question, et cetera, et cetera. So you've raised, you raised a, you've raised a really good point there. I'd like to raise, sorry, if I, if I may, I'd like to give another example of um, AI and coaching, which Again, came as a came as a shock to me, but one of my clients has ADHD. I sometimes get these letters. I sometimes get these letters wrong, and for a bit of a for a bit of a, a bit of a game, I said, "Look, oh, oh!" And her challenge was she was determined to do a master's degree because ADHD makes it quite difficult to do degrees. So she set herself to do a, um, a master's degree and was having real challenges. She had an exam the next day. Now, this is a, this is a real story, but it's a story of one, but I think it's a fascinating one. So I started out saying, can we play with this AI thing? She said, yeah, of course you can, Mike. So I said, well, let's ask a straight question. If you have got ADHD and you want to pass an exam, what should you do? Simple question, gave out the answer, came up with five, I thought, reasonable things, and she hated it. 
She really hated it. She really hated it because actually one of the um, one of the results of, of of this syndrome is she doesn't like to be told what to do. So she 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 was actually quite angry because, as I say, it was telling her what to do, and she didn't like that at all. So we tried a number of variations of questions, and in the end, I said, oh, my my brain clicked, and I said, I've got to learn something here. So I suddenly said, what special qualities does somebody with this condition have? That if they focus on will help them pass exams. So I keep I keep that I keep that in, and we got the answer out. And she looked at it. And she went, "That's great!" And she immediately posted it on her Facebook. She immediately posted it on our um, Facebook Facebook page, and then said, "Okay, you got the exam tomorrow." Um, and I'm an NLP guy, so I play with hypnosis and some of this mad. So I said mad stuff. So I said, "Okay, what we're going to do? We're going to put you through a mild imagination exercise." where you imagine using these skills that you've got. So you rehearse them in your mind. So when you go into the exam tomorrow, we'll get you to focus on some of the some of the skills that you've got. And I'm just looking at some of the things because some of the things these people have, they've got hyper-focus, they've got more creative. I'm sorry, I'm just looking. If I don't look at my notes, I won't get it right. They've got energetic bursts. There are a number of skills they have that other people don't have. So I took them through an imagination thing. They imagined going into the exam, being able to use these skills, focusing on the skills. And the next day she came back and said, Mike, that was brilliant. That was the best exam I've ever had. Now, this is an example of one. But what it is, is it's a coach using AI to amplify and supplement the skills they've already got. Does 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 that make some sort of sense? It does. And, you know, I'm wondering as a coach who's very interested in change and the staying on the cutting edge, how, how does one go from where, where I'm at now to actually being as proficient as you are with AI to help my clients? What I'm going to suggest is quite easy. You just have to do it. So it's like everything else in life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Just get on the bike and ride. It's like many other things in life. It's, it comes down to what is the question I need to ask? And, and again, and, and being prepared to get it wrong and keep asking and refining until you get the question you want. And that's why I love that story because the client really hated my first, <laughs> the client really hated the first version. However, I think the context was interesting that I wasn't forcing AI on her. We were working together to see if AI could provide another solution. So it, we, we were working together um, and I was playing at refining it. And she, luckily she liked me or, or whatever the right word is. We had a good enough connection. So she was prepared to listen through um, a number of iterations. So it, it is experimentation. It, it, I'm, I'm a, 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 almost apologize for saying it. It's we're back to test and learn. And all we need, what we need to do is get our clients permission to test and to test and play. What's fascinating here is, you know, I, I, I know you, Michael, I know you're not a, a world's expert on coaching ADHD, but you're able to kind of outsource that heavy lifting, you know, go and look at the current literature and then produce based on this unique case I've keyed in to actually do the thinking for you. And then as a coach, you clean up there on the implementation, you provide the accountability, help them set the action plan and follow through. Is that fair to say? I think that's a very good description. I think, and it is again. It's set up. It it goes back to some of the the, the Marshall stuff. It's having the right clients that, that that accept where you are. I'm not trying to fool the clients at all. I'm I'm absolutely honest where I am, but they 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 work well with me enough that we're prepared to play together. And between us, we come up with some really good good ways of of of, of using it. Tell me a little bit about what 
you know, what specifically are you doing with AI with your clients? There's two things I'm doing. One is I'm doing what I'm talking about now. Another example is there was a guy that had problems with his boss. Classic, classic, classic case. So I said, um, let's have a look. We played with AI. Okay. What, you know, sort of context of the companies. Guy's got problem with his bosses. What could he do? It came out with a really good answer. It wasn't perfect, but it was, I hate to admit it, it was better than I would have come up with on my own. Now, I am arrogant enough to think I know something about it. So at least I could check that the answer wasn't silly. And then we went with it. We went with it with the, the client. And again, in this tool, I'm going to give an example that came from Marshall and, and his thing on delegation. He put the question, you know, how do you, you, you want to learn about delegation? Had a specific example of how do you delegate? And it came up with seven, eight ideas and they're all high quality ideas. And again, as a coach and a client, you can decide which ones you want to you want to follow. But my but my view is it sort of moves you from being half good to mostly good, <laughs> if that's the if that's the if that's the, the the right word is. And again, with a lot of these things, the test is whether it works. Sorry, my view of coaching. Until we try something, we don't know whether it's going to work anyway, despite whatever anybody says. But having the best, what's the right word? Um, almost the best ground to start with, the best theory to start with, the best model to start with. And AI can help us come up with the best model in specific situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you've, you've very much challenged my thinking about AI. The more we talk, honestly, the more um, refined my viewpoint gets. And what I've kind of come to realize is that so much of what we do is, let's say, producing an idea, 90% of the job, 10% of the job is going back and validating, is this a good idea? It's kind of that quality assurance. And um, what I'm, what I'm learning from you is that, you know, as coaches, we spend a lot of time with good leaders, great leaders who really want to be better. And so if we have a very keen, if we're very keenly attuned to what great leadership is, we can use AI to supplement our knowledge run it through our, our way of thinking about what good leadership is and then discern what actually is and isn't worth, uh, is and isn't worth pursuing. And so it really takes a lot of the guesswork out, but it also expands our peripherals in terms of the, the types of problems we can approach. Like you're mentioning this client with ADHD, you know what great leadership is, you know what it means to, to, from the education experience, you know what it means to be good at test taking, but you know, the, the, the bridge between test taking and ADHD is bridged uh, the gap is bridged. There's a number of AI platforms out there right now. Which one do you tend to gravitate towards? Um, I gravitate to ChatGPT before, although I sometimes get the initials wrong. <laughs> that's what that's my that's my one of of choice. But I am aware that Marshall is developing his Marshall bot, and I'm fascinated to how it comes out because obviously, it his experience is huge. So there'll be some really good stuff. Um, and Marshall's very kindly shared with me. Um, particularly for this podcast, uh, some answers to questions, one on delegation and one on the future of AI and coaching. Can we read some of these? Because you've shared these with me in advance as well. Um, you know, when you, you asked about delegation, I understand the question was uh, how you can improve delegation. And it, it did come up with some interesting things. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely correct. And I'm going to, I am going to remind myself from my notes. Um, and it's one of the advantages to say with AI, you don't have to remember everything. You can re refer to it. Um, basic things about delegation, have a one-to-one -one conversation with each of your direct reports to check their areas of responsibility. 
Access their delegation needs. During this conversation, ask your direct reports if there are areas where uh, you need to let go or delegate more to them. Seek feedback. Request feedback from your direct reports about how you manage yourself. If they observe you doing tasks that are unnecessary, um, let them know what can be delegated to others. Actively listen to their suggestion. Take notes. Because again, it's this difference between information gathering and decisions later, which I think is so, so incredibly important. Match your leadership styles to what you want to do. Let go of unnecessary tasks which often for leaders is the hardest thing to do. In fact, for all of us, letting go of things is often the hardest thing to do. Build in a regularly regular review process. And remember, effective delegation is not just about delegating more frequently. It's delegating the right things to the right people. Either way, you may be delegating to them. They may be delegating to you. And it's a very effective. I probably haven't got it over as well as I want, but... I can tell from reading it, there is a very sound process that all leaders would be, it would be useful for all leaders um, to help delegation. And it's something that's really good for a coach because my view is when you read this stuff, you, it, there's a difference between reading stuff and apply and implementing it. And that's why I think it's so important that actually it makes the coach's job so much easier because um, subject that you check the source, you've got a very powerful process, which, you know, on, on a bit of uh, due diligence, you check as you say is okay. So you can concentrate then on genuinely coaching the leader to actually implement it. And I think it's, again, coaching is so much easier if you have a, um, a safe process, a solid process. Well, Michael, it seems like AI can really do a lot for leaders looking to work on just about anything. If the advice is this good. Why, why do they need us as coaches? I think that's a great question. And I think they actually need us more for coaches. So I'm going to gently push back. They need us more for coaches. And actually, a client of mine yesterday answered that question for us. He was saying that um, there's sort of three bits, and he's an expert in AI. There's the bit about creating a vision an AI will come up with ideas for a vision, but the leader has to create the vision in their context. And it's still very much a human thing. And we can help the human come up with, sorry, we can help our, our CEOs. We are better than AI at helping them to develop their vision at the moment. When it comes to implementation, AI can't sort of jump out the machine and go and implement things. It can give us tools to do it, but actually the implementation humans still have to do. So in essence, at the creating the vision stage, humans are or coaches are incredibly important. Um, at the implementation stage, humans are incredibly important. If you get the middle of that, AI has a a bigger use, but you still need human. <laughs> you still need humans at bits of the process. So my my view is at this stage, it's very much there are things AI will do and there are jobs that AI will will replace. But at the moment, we have, from my point of view, we're really safe because we will still be needed to help the clients connect to what's important to them and come up with a vision. We will still be useful to help our clients implement. It will all change, but uh, I am fairly safe. We have an important role to play. Um, however... Almost back to what I was what I was saying at the beginning. Some CEOs will lose their jobs because of this stuff. Some coaches who are 
haven't found their right niche and aren't using it will 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 lose their jobs. But I think that the changes that occur will involve sorry, the changes that are happening now, they are bigger and they are greater than anything before. And people will need coaches. Because if you're a take it for example, you're a CEO, you're being thrown into a totally unknown world or a world that is an unknown for you. And that's exactly the time you need help. You mentioned that you also asked this, this Marshall bot about the future of AI. What did you discover through that? Well, I thought it came up with, again, it came up with a really, really good answer or answers. And I'm going to give you a flavor. I'm going to give you a flavor. Now, you and I could have come up with equivalent things, but it's done all the work. So, so accessibility, um, without a doubt, it will mean that more people will have access to coaches because coaching, because there will be parts of coaching that AI is very good at. So, so in the whole process, there are aspects of the, shall I say, the getting results, continuum for getting results or the getting results cycle. There will be parts where AI is brilliant and that you can distribute to a wider set of people. Scalability, it's the same sort of thing. You can, you can access ideas using AI to a far greater number of people. You can take a good, solid, safe process, a sound tested process. You can put it into AI and you can transmit it to a number of people. So they have by far the best guidelines. Now, they still may need help in implementing it, but you've got out some really good, good processes. AI can help give you instant feedback because it can collate information from thousands of people. And therefore, you try something, you throw something at it. It can give you an instant response based on its databanks of other humans. So it will be it will give you much better feedback than if you just ask one or two other people. I think this is the other important thing. It's about supplementing human coaches. It can replace coaches in some stage, but the the real strength is in making an existing coach much more better, much better. It means that we can be more effective and we can coach more people. Now, I'm not going to if you go 10 years ahead, it's going to be different. But at the moment, um, I think it's it's this it's AI can enhance a coach's performance. And as I said right at the beginning, it can enhance his performance in marketing and getting new clients it can enhance his performance in coaching. As our conversation unfolds, you may be wondering, what is this whole stakeholder-centered coaching thing? It's a leadership development process that guarantees leaders become both recognized and acknowledged as more effective leaders by key stakeholders in 12 months or less. Nearly 5,000 coaches have been trained in this methodology. The coaching program is designed to build functional expertise from three stages intellectual, practical, and applicable on the job. In addition to graduating with the most rigorous research-driven coaching methodology on the market, you'll also walk away with measurable coaching results and a lifetime certification to show for it. We don't just believe in what we do. We stand behind it. And that's why we are giving away complimentary access to the first stage of the training to anyone listening to this podcast. Get your very own access code today by visiting mgscc.net forward slash sample dash course. Let's tune back into the interview. What would you say are the biggest challenges facing coaches who want to use AI? 
again, a really good, really, really good question. I think the first thing is to actually have a little bit of reality. I accept one of the bit of coaching is to get people to face reality. AI is, remember, AI is not God. As far as I'm, I'm aware, it has access to a lot and, in fact, some of the best human information. But humans don't know everything. There's probably significantly more we don't know yet than we know. So AI doesn't transcend it. It gives us better information, but it doesn't solve all the questions that we don't know. So we don't want to get too suckered in that it has the answers to everything. So I think the idea is look at it for what it is and enhance her rather than the instant answer to to everything. That's point one. Point two is it's a new tool that we have to learn how to use effectively. What gets results isn't the tool in vitrio, it's us learning to use it. And of course, I think there's a fascinating there's a fascinating third point that is to do with AI and to do with coachability. Because what what AI can do at the moment is do is do some really good coaching. But if you've got an uncoachable coach or an uncoachable client or an environment or stakeholders that don't really want to be coached, suddenly throwing AI at them won't solve anything. So in essence, it comes back to, and, and this is our job as coaches anyway, it's finding the right tool for the right lock. It's one of my metaphors. Coaching is finding the right tool for the right lock. AI can help me do it, but it isn't the blanket mystical answer. It may become so in the future, but I'm sure humans will change so much that that, that won't actually, actually um, happen. So we have to, it's a little bit like we have to invest in learning how to use it. It's very easy to get that. When, and this is my experience of technology because I've been through a number of technological revolutions. A new technology comes out. Everybody overhypes it. Everybody buys it. They spend millions on it. 80% of the people don't get value out of it. But in that hiatus, some bright people learn how to get value from it. And so those people that actually learn how to get value from it sort of rise to the top. Then eventually, then they share what they're doing, then everybody gets value to it. And I think at this rather exciting time at the moment, there will be a tremendous amount of hype. There will be a tremendous amount of nonsense. And this is all good because this is, this is the way we move forward. But actually, our job is almost as explorers. Our job is to find out how to use it effectively for the benefit of us and our clients. That's sort of my mission. I'm a, I'm a bit of an explorer, but my aim is to help. My aim is to help the position of my client. It's not the panacea. It's not the panacea. You know, I just have to tell our, our audience, like, this is, this is super high value. Michael's out there sifting through all the things on the front line of, of what coaching could become, what the, the, the corpses behind us that, that were fads that said this was going to change the way that we coach and maybe hadn't. But he's out there doing that and then coming back and sharing this wisdom with us. It's, it's fantastic, Michael. I have to just continuously thank you for that. So I'll ask a fairly naive question, but what do you think? Is AI going to be a passing fad? Is this going to be here to stay? What's your, what's your thoughts? Um, it, it's quite funny, actually, because a friend of mine, when I was chatting to a friend yesterday, and he said, oh, it's going to get banned. <laughs> it's it's going to have such an impact. It's going to get banned. But of course, if you think about it, it's like banning the internet. It can't, it's sort of, it's almost impossible to happen. So as far as the fad question, um, a lot of people will say it's going to be a fad because they don't like it. There's, there's, there's going to be a lot of people that try and fight it because they don't like change. However, 
I can almost say that enough people have spent enough money in developing it. Enough people are beginning to find out how to use it. In the start, I've been surprised and delighted and excited just how my clients are using it. I give you another. This is just a funny. This is just a fun example, which you can say slightly immoral. But one of my um, one of my clients was one of my one of my friends. One of my clients was applying for some for master's degrees in the states, and she forgot to tell me she actually put on her application to five universities that she did an internship with me, which was totally made up. She had never done an internship with me, and I got these inquiries back saying, "Could I give her a reference?" But I'm not recommending this for everybody. But it's just I, I think it's a fun story. Could I give her a reference for internship? And I dropped her a note saying, shouldn't you have told me about this before you put the wretched application in? And she came back and said, it's okay, Mike. Let's let's use chat GDP. And we sort of worked out the job that she had. And I said, can you, can you turn it into a reference? It came out with a page. I have to say I had to down tune it. I couldn't. It was so glowing that I couldn't possibly send it. And we, we did it. And I put it in those five. I put it in those five applications. And she's in New York. <laughs> As we speak, she arrived in New York last week and has got the place in her master's. And, and you can't. You can't, the, the, I am getting instant of incident like this, where it's people are, they're exploring, they're, 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 they're playing, they're exploring. Um, and it comes back to that skill that all coaches should have. What is a good question to ask? It isn't about being bombastic or anything else. The skill comes down to what do we want? Can we turn it into a question? And how, do, how does one go about developing that skill or... Or is there some sort of uh, cheat code that could help us jump straight to the front line of proficiency? The cheat code you will have, but I'm afraid it will remind you of what you already know, that use chat GDP or any of this stuff to use a coach properly. This is about coachability. The, it starts with knowing what we want. And the coach, sometimes we need a coach. Forget the, the app. We need the coach. We need somebody. We need people. We need humans to help us connect to what we want. When we know what we want, we then turn it into a question. And this is an example where I, I will beat coaches, um, for better or worse. Um, sometimes with my clients, they're embarrassed to say what they want for all sorts of reasons, for all sorts of reasons, but they won't be embarrassed to speak to AI. So I'm just, I, I have no doubt that humans will prevail, okay? And that AI will help, will, will, will help humans. But there will be examples where AI will be better than humans. And for some people, if they've got a particularly embarrassing question that at this stage they don't have, they don't, they're not able to share, AI will be perfect. Or they can get the, they can try a few answers and then they can very tentatively talk to a few humans to check out the, to check out the answer. So if I'm understanding the comparisons correctly, you kind of have three segments. You have coach by themselves, you have uh, just AI, and then you have coach and AI. And what you're saying is that anyone who is coaching alongside AI is likely to disproportionately succeed against those without and also without AI as a standalone. Is that a fair way to put it? That is an absolutely fair way to put it. And the, and the result will be huge. And over time, it won't necessarily happen straight away because these things happen when people don't notice. But what will happen is, in my view, and it, this is a sad thing in a way, that suddenly the coaches aren't using it will find 50% of their market is gone. So this is really a call to action. If you're not using this now, get on it. And I absolutely agree. And it's fun. And, 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 and one can be blinded by the science. 
It's actually very simple. It goes back to what do you want? Can you turn it into a question? That's really, we're not asking any more than that. And then can you develop the question? And this is pure coaching. Coaches should be really good at this because this is basic. This is one element of basic coaching skills. So t- tell me about this tool that we're giving away. What you're, what you're putting together is a, uh, a prompt sheet for engineering the right question. Tell me a little bit about what this is and share with our audience what they'll get from it. It's a simple cheat sheet to remind people of probably what they already know, but there is, but it's like I talked about AI. You probably already know it, but you may not know how to put it into practice. So this is a cheat sheet which will remind you of the or what you can do with AI to actually give you the confidence that you probably know more than what, what you are, because it's basically it means that you can you amplify the coaching skills that you've already got. That's where it's a it's a it's a basic cheat sheet that will save you a lot of time and effort. And for some of you, it will give you that confidence just to start. You know, it's that why what I was I was going to swear there why the dash 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 haven't I, haven't I been doing it actually. And I come across all these things. I've reached the age where I'm surprised how much I've missed. <laughs> okay. And it embarrasses me that I'm trying things now I should have tried 50 years ago. But the purpose of the cheat sheet is to give you that extra bit of encouragement to get you involved. You know, I'd love to do a thought experiment if you'd be up for it, which would be to kind of walk through some of the milestones of a stakeholder center coaching engagement and hear your perspective on how. AI's use cases might change throughout the the course of a say a twelve month uh, coaching assignment. Would you be up for that? I am. I am. Yeah. The answer is yes. I have no idea what's going to come out because we can check AI before we before we dive into this if we need. You, you ask the question, and actually, it would be fascinating. It would be fascinating to almost ask me the questions and ask AI the question and see what came out. But, but start. But start um, because that's what I'm saying. It's for it's you want, as a coach. We want to come. We don't. We don't want our brains to switch off. We you know we don't want to get. We don't want to get lazy. That this is not a good thing. But we do want something that stimulates our thinking, so we go that little bit further. And so I would thoroughly. I'm not saying we do it now, but I would thoroughly recommend that as a practice. You ask a question and you come up with an answer. And you let AI come up with an answer. And just like feed forward, then you look at both and say, well, what's the best? Can I max? Can I merge them? What can I, what can I take from? It's just like feed forward. It's just like that information gathering, then decision making. It's another part of information. It's another information source. It's just a high quality information source. Okay. So I see the use cases. And I think anyone listening to this can see some use cases in this marketing and branding. So let's say that I get up to the point that I'm sitting in front of a client who has a cursory understanding of coaching, maybe not a deep understanding of stakeholder center coaching, but we're kind of in this, uh, let's say prospecting phase. They know they want to hire a coach and they're trying to suss out um, who I am as a coach. How could I use AI to improve that conversation? Okay. I'm going to take a couple of steps back because what I what I do this is <laughs> this is real again. In that situation, I will actually ask the um, the coach to put in, say, for example, the, the 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 job you know the job title of the person and find out what their challenges, what their pains are, and what other things that they're working on, and what opportunities they're likely to have. Again, as you become a coach, you begin to realise this is on people, but you can forget. So it's nice to have a checklist. People doing this job in this industry, this is their possibly biggest challenge. And you can actually say to the client, um, um, 
we need to check this for due diligence, but I can actually say to say to a client, you know, I've been working with people, you know, like you, and they've had these sorts of challenges. So I do the check. I do the check of the challenges they they've they've had. Is there anything on this list that that is of interest to you, or tell me if they're different? What are your challenges? Amazing. Okay, so I'm walking into this well informed. I already show them, demonstrate. I understand what's happening in on average in your world. You open the discussion to have them pick a priority or to shift the agenda. And then I can go in and pitch coaching. So we, we take care of that. They sign up. And now we are, let's say, we're, we're in phase one. Let's say we're in phase one, step two. We're starting to look at uh, what assessments we might use for feedback. We're collecting uh, feedback. And now we're at the point of debrief. How could a, or anywhere through a, a 360 process, how might AI be used to enhance coaching? I mean, again, I'm going to step back a bit because I say normally people have 360 tools, but you can always ask AI, which if you don't, what is the best 360 tool in this environment? So it will give you idea. Now I know most of us already have, you know, have our favorite ones, but it's good to check them out. So it's, it's, uh, so that, that's almost, that's almost beforehand. So we've got to the, uh, we, we've got to the, the, the interview. Um, again, I've been to- almost too simple here. I could key into AI. How is it best to debrief a 360? Now, now, as I say, in my experience, when I ask these questions, I mean, I claim to be okay at what I do. I claim it whether it's true or not. But whenever I do the AI thing, I'll always get one or two different ideas. It is like having a coach. Again, pardon my ignorance, but could I, if let's say that I've done behavioral interviews, so I have a rich, fat data set of qualitative input. And my next step is to do some thematic analysis and produce a 360 report. Could I dump all of the, let's say the transcripts of those interviews into AI and have it do that for me? The answer is yes. I just don't know how to do it. So that comes up, that comes up to another question about AI and the future of AI. Okay. Because there's AI itself as in chat GDP, but what's happening in parallel, a lot of systems developers are beginning to use AI in their various apps. So as that happens, all the apps will become much, much more powerful. It's a little bit like a different subject, but I use Grammarly because my English is terrible. (laughs) I use Grammarly and my English is terrible. And it's almost become the most vital thing in my coaching business because it checks my spelling. It can, it, 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 it can, it, it just gets my, uh, my language just right. I don't make so many spelling mistakes, you know, it's, it's, but it, it too uses AI. Yeah. That goes a long way. Okay. So I could conceivably cut down quite a bit of work. I could do that thematic analysis. I could ask what's a good way to debrief this. I could plug in some contextual um, conditions and then ask for the best course of action. So we've debriefed, they've selected, let's say delegation, because we were talking about that earlier. Um, and now they've collected feed forward. So two, two pathways have been brought up in this conversation. One is to ask AI, what else? But we started to touch on another to say, here's the feed forward, and then drilling deeper into the suggestions and how to action them. So what would that look like? If I'm a leader with a list of, of feed forwards for my stakeholders, how could I use AI to go deeper into those? You just AI say, I'd like to go into the next depth. I'd like, I'd like to know the steps to achieve this. I'd like, it's, it's coming up with simple, it's coming up with simple questions. 
Um, I would ask you to remember, though, in, say, stakeholder coaching, we're dealing with two things. We're dealing with connections. We're dealing with developing human connections and we're dealing with information and we're dealing with information. So it is it is about joining the two together. So we don't want to get too AI-ish and forget the person. But AI is simply you can continually ask it questions to to drill down. And there is something about starting questions, top level, big picture, and continually drilling down until you get an answer that's useful. Michael, this is blowing my mind quite frankly. Good. So we've looked at how this can be used through marketing, through, uh, through contracting, selecting a growth area, processing feed forward. And you know, a lot of what happens in stakeholder center coaching after that is, you know, communications, whether that's following up regularly or sharing your action plan. Uh, how do you see AI being used between the point that the stakeholders have been enrolled and the final measurement takes place? There's a number of recent ways you could use it. You could use it to remind you because we we've sort of got we've we've gone into the technology thing. You can, of course, from ask AI to remind you how you develop a good relationship with somebody. How do you get into rapport? How do you check your in rapport? All that sort of stuff. Um, so it's almost it's almost. In fact, Brandon, you've done a very good example of how you could use AI, because in essence, what you've done is you've broken stakeholder coaching into its in, in parts, into its segments. And because you've done that, you can actually ask AI better ways of doing each of the individual parts. I know I'm oversimplifying it, but it is actually that, it is actually that simple. Well, that's really good news because it, it's, it sounds like it's not about having fancy questions. It's really about distilling down to the most fundamental way of asking the question and letting AI work with, you know, only the parameters that are necessary to answer. Is that, is that correct? This is my view, but I think that's what leads to success anyway. Yeah, there's nothing clever about what we're, sorry, in a way, there's nothing clever about what we're doing. It, it's back to basics and back to principles. And that's, that's why I like the whole Marshall Goldsmith coaching thing, because it has some very sound principles. And it's sort of taking that forward, providing we can break what we're doing into chunks, then we can always ask AI as a guide to help us improve each of those chunks. I've got one more question, Michael, and it's really from the client side. Well, just to back up and summarize, if I'm a coach, I have to be using AI. If I'm not, it it's, sounds like it's almost as good as malpractice at this point. The way to learn it is to learn to ask better questions. And the tool that you've developed is going to give people prompts to actually uh, plug in the the curiosity that they have into a kind of prepackaged sliver of text so that AI has a clear understanding of what they need and coaches can go on and use it more effectively. So when we think about advice, imagine that I'm a client, I'm a leader, and I'm thinking to myself, boy, I need a coach. I'm looking at a dozen coaches to hire. Should I be question one is, should I be looking specifically for coaches who leverage AI in their practice? And question two is, how can I suss out people's capability with AI as a coach? Okay. I think that's, first, again, it's, a, it's another great question. And I'm going to do my gorgeous sitting on the fence answering. So some CEOs will definitely want somebody who knows AI. Some don't care less because they're trying to run away from it. However, my view at the moment is when 
I talk to clients and they know I know something about AI and I'm exploring it, they're actually really interested because it's something on their agenda that they may not want to talk to people. They may not want to show their ignorance or they may not want, just like everything, just why we coaches, it's exactly the same thing as everything else. They know it's important, but they may not want to ask people because it demonstrates, they may not want to appear vulnerable like that to other people, but that's our role as a coach. So my view is, Playing with AI adds to my brand, that I'm comfortable with this stuff, that I've got some simple applications that I can help them with, um, that I can nudge them along, is another addition to my to, to my coaching brand. And, and I, I personally would advise all coaches have a speciality, and it may be AI, it may be something else, but in addition to your coaches and your coach, develop a brand where you, you've got a speciality because that gives you added value compared to other people. I think AI works in that context, as, as do other things. But my view is it's like, and remember, it's like having a coach ourselves. Let me remind you of the old saying, all successful sports people, most successful business people have coaches. Why would you not have a coach which almost comes free that you can that you can use. And I'm going to suggest to you that actually learning to use AI is you learning to be more coachable. I'm going to play with that one again. Learning to use, learning to use AI is a way of becoming learning to be more coachable, i.e., it's a way of learning more and quicker. And you can do it without fear. You can do it without fear but it gives you practice in learning to be coached. Michael, I have to say, I'm I'm so appreciative of the exploration you're doing really on behalf of the whole network. You're going out there, you're putting yourself out there, being vulnerable and testing things and learning from them and then coming back and sharing that with us and our network uh, prescriptively. And I really appreciate that. And I know our audience does as well. So um, as we conclude... Uh, let us know how can people reach out to you if they have more questions or want to speak more in depth about your your AI cheat sheet prompt cheat sheet. Okay, you're going to give it a link <laughs> when we got it finalised. You're going to give it a link, but I would I'd like to add to that that um, I I am easy to get hold of. You anybody I got a link. You can book a slot in my diary if you want to talk, and you'll let people know what that 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 link is. Um, I offer all my clients three free. I, I offer all my clients one free session. And actually, anybody that's interesting, because this is how I learn. This is how I learn. Um, I offer my clients three three free sessions, so that they can begin to understand the value I offer. So I'm happy to talk to people, providing providing you will get some value out of it. Thank you so much, Michael. For those of you who are listening at home, if you'd like to ask a question or recommend a guest send us an email to podcast at mgscc.net. And remember, if you want to get a hold of Michael's AI prompt cheat sheet, you can get it for free at mgscc.net forward slash coach dash toolbox. That's mgscc.net forward slash coach dash toolbox. And if you are a certified stakeholder centered coach, you can get it all of these tools inside of your SCC coach portal today. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my guest, Michael Beal. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Conversations with Coaches and sharing this amazing AI prompt cheat sheet with us. You can find all the links, ladies and gentlemen, to his social media and email and website in the description below. 
This has been another episode of our series, Conversations with Coaches by Stakeholder-Centered Coaching, where we believe everyone deserves a stakeholder-centered leader. Thank you for joining the conversation. And until next time, remember to keep learning, keep improving, and keep taking your coaching skills to the next level. We'll see you in the next episode.